Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Take as, five. As usual, it's a Monday and we're experiencing not technical difficulties, but user error. I totally forgot to tell the machine to record the thing, so we just jumped right in and started talking into the air. Or welcome back. For no good reason whatsoever. There you go. There you go, folks. At least we didn't get too far in. No, no, no that's good. 30, 45 seconds, maybe. Yeah, that's a that's a good catch. Yeah, it's better than you know. I'm glad I watched. I'm glad I watched the screen sometimes oh, because that would be rather Craziness. annoying. Come twenty minutes in, and you go, "Well, we just said a lot about nothing, and didn't record any of it. Let's try it once again." So, uh, what are we? Uh, what are we going to talk we're, about we're, this week, we're, Dan? It, we're we're <laughs> keeping this. We're keeping this episode light. You know, light as lint, as they would say. I don't know who who they are, but whatever they would probably say that. Yeah, who is this mysterious they trends. we speak about? Tr- seasonal trends. Seasonal trends. Holiday trends? Holiday trends. Seasonal trends. You know, coming from the land of consumption over here, you know, we we, we, we believe that we have the uh, upper hand of expertise <laughs> here in consumption we, world. We here in the United States embrace the consumerism like no other. It's crazy. I mean, they started putting these uh, all this festive Christmas trees and Hanukkah stuff, whatever you can do. Like I think went back in September. Oh no! I depending on where you went, I went in a couple of stores. Maybe August, they had Christmas decor for sale in August. Now, like climate I'm, change, I'm I'm a purist. I'm a purist. Well, you shit, you got to wait till February for Christmas. Then it might actually be cold. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> not the other way around. If it's going to slide one direction on the calendar, it should be uh, into the next year. But uh, yeah, no August, I think, and it, me personally, ridiculous. I, I, I think it's ridiculous. I'm like, get through Halloween, November 1st, go ahead and put out your Christmas decorations. That gives everybody a month to purchase. And then, you know, Thanksgiving should happen. And then the day after Thanksgiving, correct. I'm okay with holiday music. Put your lights up, put your trees up. But mm-hmm. damn it. Yeah. This going into a store in summertime and you're like, well, the thing I wanted isn't here because they already took it out to fill the aisles with tinsel and garland. In August, yeah, it's just... You know, there are like ordinance. So for folks, that's it. I mean, for some folks from other countries, so there's ordinance, which are kind of municipality laws and rules and regulations. And they have these because, you know, from time to time, I'll ride bikes and we go way out and we're, we broadcast down here from the South and North Carolina. And they have to have these things in place because people weren't taking this stuff down. It's I mean, like year round, lights why? and... Why would you? Reindeer on your front lawn. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, we got enough live deer on the front lawn around here, you know. Exactly. You don't want to attract more. Yeah, exactly. So, so, yeah, I mean, if you're like Chevy Chase and, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Like, best I, best I movie ever. I understand why you don't want to take that shit down. Because there are those people that have, yeah. you know, half a million bulbs around yeah. their house. And, like, God knows it probably took 12 weeks and 15,000 staples and two ladders and three cousins, a case of Budweiser and whatnot to get it done. That's crazy. So yeah, why, why would you take them down? Yeah. Um, I mean, just on this street alone, you know, like where I live and stuff, it's like. <laughs> yeah, there's the one guy that has like 16, 15 to 20 foot tall inflatable Christmas decorations. Like okay, folks. So there's reindeer the size of a small dinosaur just hanging out, looming overhead. We, we want to hear from people in other countries. Okay. Is this, is this a trend in other countries too? These, these balloons? 
They, I don't even know what to call them. What, what are they? They're, they're, they're inflatables. Like, I, I don't know if there's a proper term, like the wacky waving flailing arm inflatable tube man that they put out in front of the car dealership. To sell things, yeah. You know, with the fan and fan in the bottom and they just wiggle around, but these are more stable. And we're talking about 180 foot tall, you know, lit inside. Like, <laughs> 180 feet tall. These these towering behemoths of I mean, Santa Claus. I not quite that tall, but, you know, 60. Reindeer. No, some of them are massive. I, mean, I I think they're cool as a decoration. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to make a statement, like you go buy one of these things and go, "Yep, we're 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 doing it right in this house." Yeah, I but guess. it's turned into an arms race. You know, it it started with a few. I mean, it, like, it always like, has been. Like you have those neighborhoods. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Southwest Ohio, and there and there were neighborhoods that were known regionally mm-hmm. to go all out at at Christmas time and the holidays, and people would travel just to drive through these neighborhoods and. It, 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 you know, it's like suburbia, and then there's this one neighborhood that everybody knows, and people would wait in line for like three or four hours in their car just to turn right into the thing to drive through and look at these that's crazy displays that they put together. Uh, so yeah, some people are very fanatic. I, th- I think that's a Midwest thing, really, though. I don't, I've never heard of that in like down here in the South or anywhere else, but in the Midwest, here, no, they've got it like up in then some regions around here. I've heard that these things are starting. You know, people have to outdo people and, you know, do a thing. Yeah. Well, there's always like keeping up with the Joneses in, yeah. the, in the neighborhood. You, you have the two, the two houses, the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, one year they get a second Christmas tree and the next year they get three and, you know, but goes on, and on. But like the entire neighborhood just in this Christmas decoration penis majoring contest yeah. is, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like it's a little over the top. Like put a tree up, throw some lights on it, you know, cap it with a star or what have you. And, Enjoy your fan, friends and family. So do you want to talk toys and trends or do you want to take a quick break and uh, do toys and trends? Trees. All of the above. Yeah, we'll take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Sit tight. Welcome back. We had to take a uh, quick break. Or welcome to. Or welcome to. There you go. Oh my God. That's touche. Whatever. I, I had to. I, I, I know. Sometimes I just can't resist it's my kind of funny. wickedly dry sense of humor. So what are we, uh, we're talking toys, trends, and trees. How's that? Toys, trends, and trees. So like, like sex toys, no. <laughs> financial trends, and climate <laughs> I mean, there you go. That, that sums the 14 questions up right there. Um, anyhow, no, it's sort of crazy, right? So you, yeah, we, we got on the toy thing for a while. That's, that, that's just, in, it's just sort of insanity. Yeah. The toy thing. I mean, like, like every year I have a list pulled up here. Um, every year, like the most popular Christmas toy. And I mean, what do you got over there? I mean, this is year by year. So this starts in like 1964. And go. So I'm, I'm going to hit some highlights as we go through because we don't want to waste too much time on this. 1963, the Easy Bake Oven. Oh, yeah. Uh, and hell, they still made those when I was a kid. Yeah. I remember 64, G.I. Joe. Hmm, of course. 65, Operation, then Twister in 66, right? And then Battleship. Uh, let's get into the 70s here. Oh, the Light Bright. We got to give that a mention. 1970. Um, well, that's boring. That's pretty boring. 
series of Pet Rock 1975. Oh, whoop de doo. Uh, 77, Star Wars figurines. Who'd have guessed? 78, Simon. Simon. You know um, what? This I came across this reference. It's in the Museum of American History. It should be. The thing's iconic. Like as far as so for folks that don't know what Simon is. Like that, was like, that was like the precursor to all of our modern electronic games, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a round thing. Kind of looks like a, like a curling stone. Almost, yeah. Yeah. With like four lights on it. What was that? I forget. What did... You just, you follow the pattern. So it was like... Oh, start, that's right, that's right. It would start with one beep. So one, you know, each, each button was colored and right. lit up and had its own sound or tone that it would play. And so it'd be like, doot, and then you'd have to doot, replicate, and then it would do two, and then three, and then four, and then five, and then six. So it was just a, it was a memory and pattern recognition toy, but endless hours of fun and frustration for people. 1980, Rubik's Cube, who'd have guessed? You skipped, you skipped, I can't believe you skipped. What did I skip? 79. What was 79? The video computer system by Atari. Well, yeah, the Atari VCS. Yeah. Which is, again, I'm, I'm hitting highlights. Here. I know, I know. Like, no. That's actually, a, it's, a, it's a good looking machine. I mean, it kind of looks like a. <laughs> it's like an like, Apple, Apple One computer with a. It looks like joystick. furniture. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. Transformer, uh, 1985, the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, 86 laser tag. I had this. I got this for Christmas. I had laser tag too. I this exact set. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Game Boys in 89. Smurfs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 1990. God knows. 91, Super Nintendo. I think I got one of those for Christmas that year. Oh, the Talk Boy in 93, which, of course, uh, became so popular because of the movie Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, right? Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, I had one of those Talk Boys. <laughs> they talk about the most ridiculous thing ever. Uh, here's one we talked about earlier in our, our pregame session for this podcast. 1996, the Tickle Me Elmo. Man, everybody that went to Oprah's show in the audience that month got a fucking Tickle Me Elmo. And no child... And America got one because all of the Karens were beating the shit out of each other to buy these things. <laughs> I, I don't even understand it, this thing. I mean, I, I remember it. The, people what, were fighting. Why? They were fighting each other in the stores over these Tickle Me Elmos. Okay, uh, so for viewers that don't know what a Tickle Me Elmo is, can every, we, if you if if it's twenty twenty one and you don't know what a Tickle Me Elmo is, you're too young to understand, or you live under a rock. Um, <laughs> But it's, I mean, it's a, it's a Sesame street character, right? Yeah. yeah. That would just giggle and laugh like incessantly. It was infectious. Like you almost couldn't pick one of these yeah, things up ridiculous. and end up not just laughing at the thing. Um, then the Furbies, that was just like another iteration on the, uh, electronic stuffed animal toys for real cats, robo sapiens in 2003. That's crazy. Uh, Xbox, of course, PlayStation, of course, iPod touch in 2007, man, that was that's a big thing right there because that's the precursor to all modern telephone, you know, as we know them, right? Yes. Like the iPod touch. I remember just going, oh, I really want one of those. It looks amazing. And just a, uh -oh. just a, just a absolute sea of video game consoles, Xbox, PlayStation, you yeah, know, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, every year, like the video game consoles are always yeah. way up, way up top on the list anyway. That's um, kind of interesting. The Nook. I forgot about the Nook. That was mm. Barnes and Noble's tablet reader. Yeah, that was their, yeah, their like e-paper e tablet book reader. Yeah. Uh, Amazon kind of cornered that market. Well, and then so iPad. Sorry. sorry, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, the iPad. iPad every year, man. You try and get an iPad after Thanksgiving before January 1st. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Good luck. 
And then Elmo went into rock, like in 2011. I guess that was his growing up job. Because there's that Elmo <laughs> rock or the Let's Rock Elmo. Let's Rock Elmo. That's when he joined a band. I don't know. It's crazy. See, stuff. this is this is a fun one actually because in 2016, one of the top toys was a they they brought back the Super Nintendo entertainment system, like remade it, like the classic version. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. retailed for like 45 bucks, and like people our age or my <clears throat> age especially, yeah, like everybody wanted. They're like, oh my god, I can get one that works. Like this is amazing. And that's been a trend like the last couple of years have kind of remade these small portable versions of classic gaming consoles. 2015 um, BB-8 from Star Wars, man. Yeah. That's, when, that was the thing. When when Star Wars came back, so did the demand for toys and merchandise. Yeah, it's absolutely. George George Lucas, you knocked it out of the park with that one. Mm-hmm. God knows how much. Totally commercialized. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do that's here. What we that's do what here. we do here. That's what we do That's what we do. That's why we're experts in this field. Yeah, Christmas isn't, you know, in America anyway, we... Well, the holiday season. It's Whether about that's, spending that money. Yeah. Spend that money. Spend Christmas, that money. Hanukkah, any of it. It's just spend money. Holidays. You got to get people stuff. People yeah, need really, stuff. Really kind of sad. But yeah, that's a brief overview of some of the mo- more popular toys over the years. Trees. Let's talk totally trees. Trees. Yeah. That, that pagan thing that the Christians co-opted for <laughs> their, their, their holiday. Now, now let's, let's just <laughs> I mean, go ahead and offend. I don't know. Like a lot of people. I, I mean, it, that's not offensive. Like, it, 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 you know, as, as things happen throughout history, certain customs and things were co-opted to kind of help indoctrinate people into a culture. And that, and that's one of the things like the Christmas tree, you know, is basically remnants of an old pagan ceremony yeah. ritual. Uh, which is kind of cool because it is kind of cool. Like humanity's all woven together and its history is very muddied uh, because, you know, the winners get to tell the stories. Uh, but yeah, trees. So, so what's the? I mean, you got to tell the listeners who don't know, because I didn't know this story. No, they can you look were, it up. We were, we, we, I, I like just dangling things out no, there. Go, touch on it. Touch go on look it. it up. Go look it up. We were on the phone. You're in a store and the guy in the store is like, what are you talking like, about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. My understanding is, is that they, there was a, a pagan festival or ritual, um, of Saturnalia. And so as winter hit, you would take a bow from a tree into your home to kind of protect the life to help inspire regrowth in the springtime. Um, And so, you know, uh, we won't get into the the bloody history of it all, but that that ended up kind of becoming the Christmas tree as it were. Yeah. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. I think you probably are. No, no one's, no one's co-opted the menorah though. There we go. (laughs) You know, no one's co-op, but everybody them. likes trees. Like I, I, I know several folks in the, in the, you know, follow Judaism and you know several in the family, and it's like they call it a Hanukkah bush, but the thing's like bigger than anybody else's fucking tree. They're like, <laughs> it's the Hanukkah bush. What it's else? a Hanukkah. Yeah, put put blue lights on it. Like you know, it's the yeah, It'll it's, be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fine. And some tinsel, you know, whatever. So everybody likes the trees, <laughs> but I guess th- this became you know according to this article that I read or whatever, it's pretty popular. Um, in Germany, it didn't really hit here until I guess the, the thirties, like got really trendy where America was like, Oh, trees. Yeah. We all need those. Yeah, We have to do Christmas trees. And then, you know, again, aluminum manufacturing and, you know, Oh, there's more shit we can sell to decorate (laughs) things. You know, I always had this nostalgic view, like all these things, Oh, these, these, uh, um, you know, tree decorations are just handed down from, you know, generation for millennial. No, that's, yeah. it's sort of been sort of a new thing, really. Hand, hand painted by my grandmother and, uh, yeah, you know, like all these Christmas ornaments. Mm-hmm. Now you just go to Hallmark every year and buy the limited edition, whatever that's cool and trendy and hang it up there. 
it is kind of, I mean, it, so I was, I was reading through this article and it kind of reminded me of this story. So during the great depression, people got pretty crafty, you know, they'd put stuff they had around the house, you know, or, or like <laughs> strings of popcorn, Yeah, like keeping it simple. It's, like, I've, in I've wartime, actually made strings of popcorn to put on a tree. I didn't realize that came out of the depression era. Yeah. And, and uh, wartime, like yeah. saving stuff and, you yeah, know, sure. being yeah, thrifty, no. like they, they, they were. Yeah, Cause yeah. I think, I think that was probably at the request of my grandmother. But I remember mm-hmm. taking a needle and thread and uh, apologies for my notifications that aren't turned off today, apparently. There you go. Um, but yeah, I remember taking a needle and thread and just making these, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 foot garlands of popcorn. Well, okay. So this goes <laughs> to my- to Hang on the tree. This goes to my story. Okay. And I might get, well, no, she, I don't think my sister even listens to our podcast, but so my sister called, but this is years ago, right? I'm like 15, 20, I don't know how long ago. And she had this little- black sort of beagle mixed dog yeah. lab cute thing was called mute mooch because it ate everything like it was <laughs> so she phones me on this panic i'm like what's wrong and she's like well well mooch ate i was you know doing popcorn and stringing the tree i'm like so the, that the dog eats everything she's like yeah but there was like a three inch needle on the end of it <laughs> <laughs> why did you leave the needle on the thing because it's my sister. She's just a bit of a, you know, oh, whoops, Say I was no doing more. it. She yeah. might listen. She yeah, might, I know. I know. Okay, listen. I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah, want yeah. to do that. So anyhow, <laughs> it, it turns out. Sorry. You know, we had some people visiting, you know, you know, I think we mentioned this, like, you know, some doctors and physicians around. And I think I forget which one was visiting that year or when it was. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it. It'll write itself in the gut. It's what it does in humans. And it does, it'll do it in a dog the same way. My sister being my sister is like, no, my mooch. Like, I got to take it to the vet. So she takes it to the vet and they're like, well, yeah, we found the needle. And she was like, yeah, like, and it will write itself, but we've got to do surgery. I said, why? (laughs) Well, there's a bunch of other stuff in this dog. (laughs) The needle, needle would have been fine. However, however, so I think they recovered like seven (laughs) items out of this dog. I forgot what it was. Like pieces. Like when a a shark washes up on shore, you're like, there's a, there's a piece of a knight's armor from a shipwreck, some gold bullion, you know, that's amazing. Now when she comes to town, I'll have to remind her of that. And, and uh, we'll have a, we'll have a laugh because that was, she was a little panicked there before that. Yeah, that I can holiday. imagine if my dog swallowed a needle in front of me, I'd, I'd probably be a little concerned yeah. for his well-being too. Yeah, Got yeah. It. That that story jogged my mind. I, I had a, in my youth, I was a bit mischievous. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I, yeah, and so every every year, you know, like I knew Santa wasn't real. I hope no children listen to this. Um, We're rated long, explicit long before it was acknowledged to me that I knew. So every year, I would always. Um, find the presents. And then I got really crafty. Like I would, I would steam the tape to open the, the gift wrapping and uh, <laughs> like just p- take a peek. And so I knew it, I knew what oh, everything you were one of those was. People. I was, knew what yeah. everything was. So uh, I forget how it came out that my parents figured out that I was doing this. I think one year, because, you know, I was like the little kid that was into magic. So like one year, I, I think every gift I pick up and shook and just called what it was too perfectly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they're like, all right, this little shithead's like clearly getting <laughs> like into the Christmas game in the system. Yeah. So we had, you know, we grew up in this farmhouse and there was an attic. And the next year around November, suddenly this lock goes on the attic door. And I'm like, Oh, I know, I know where they're hiding them this year. (laughs) So I've got this book, um, like a Dover edition of Houdini's, I forget the name of the book off the top of my head, but it it like goes in depth into lock picking and stuff. And so I'm like 12 years old, (laughs) 
get some paper clips. I picked the lock in the attic and up there is like the Huffy bicycle that I was dying to have. Absolutely dying to have. I thought everybody in my family was out of the house. They were not. So my dad catches me up there and grabs everything, throws it in the truck, leaves and comes back with an empty truck. You ruined Christmas. It's done. I was devastated. Oh, my God. Absolutely dead. Like, he was so raging mad. And he just, like, all this stuff, you know, and I'm like one of three brothers plus mom's gifts, his gifts. Like, it was a load of stuff. Gone. Gone on the truck. Comes back. It's it's not with him. And I'm like, you know, as a kid, you don't think this shit through. Like, there's no way he would have been able to return that. So, I don't know if he took it to the neighbors or whatnot. But then Christmas morning. There's that big old rectangle box. And I was, I, was like, I was like, I'm forgiven and I still get my bicycle. Thank goodness. That's but funny. yeah, lesson hard learned as a child. So for all you listening out there, if you're going to, if you're going to snoop around the presents, be smarter than me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're probably really good these days. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. They're just hacked into mom and dad's email. Account. That's what looking I was going to say. Looking at their Amazon <laughs> shit. And they're like, ah, what, do they, what do they order on Amazon? That's not the, yeah. oh yeah, that, that good. Oh, there's, yep. Web history. From there you Perfect. go. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Right. That's our PSA to all much, those parents much, out there. Much easier in the days of the internet. Yeah. Uh, for the kids to spy on this stuff. So is what it is. But yeah, Christmas trees, man, you know, they used to, used to go and get a real one off a lot and then they have all these artificial ones. And That's crazy. Like the aluminum, I remember the aluminum ones. They were kind of yeah. held over in the eighties growing up, like just hideous. I'll tell you the one thing I hate, like I'm not a big fan of artificial trees, but some of them, if you spend the money, have gotten good enough. Like you, mm-hmm. I mean, you really got to get in there and go, okay, that's a fake tree, but they, they make the white ones. And I'm yeah, like, who yeah. the fuck wants a white? Are we just, just offended? A, we just, just offended a white like third Christmas. of the listeners. It's, I'm sorry. Like that. if I go into Tiffany's, right. And there's a white yeah. Christmas tree with Tiffany blue ornaments. I understand it. Yeah. But like for your house, I'm like, this looks good in architectural digest in a mansion. I'm never going to live in, but come on, man, don't, no, no, don't silly. like get it. A tree's a tree. Like they, they're pretty much universally green. Yeah. <laughs> you know, slightly bluish. So yeah, that's always rubbed me the wrong way. Just the, and then the ones they put like the artificial snow on the tips and you know, no, no, <laughs> like, stupid. like, come on, why it's inside. I'm like, if, if you're in a place where you can get yourself a live tree, I mean, we're fortunate here in North Carolina because this is a whole industry. Yeah. You know, they plant a lot of trees. The state and is pine for Yeah. And I mean, you know, we once again, you know, North Carolina tree is sitting in the White House this year because, hey, we've got the best trees. Anyhow. Um, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> fighting words, right? But yeah, um, we do have the best trees. It's old growth pine, you know. Yeah. It's fine. But it's cool. I've talked to a few of these, you know, you, you go to the little lot where the people are selling these off and they're tied into a local bag person and you know christmas tree farmer and tree farmer and what they do and it's kind of cool yeah no they've got it down to a science you mm-hmm. know I, I went and bought one this year and uh he, the moment i walked out there was a dude glued to us and he's like just let me know which one you want and snatched it up and they've got like this little assembly line so they've got a machine they just like tie, tie it up chop it off level it put the stand on it faster than i could like swipe a credit card and get it done yeah you know and they're like waiting on us. Like you can, can you please finish your transaction Yeah. so I can strap this to your car and get you the hell out of here. Like lather, rinse, repeat. So they got to make a killing. Yeah. Which is good. Had like 60 to 200 and some dollars a tree. Yeah. Pretty much. And they're, they're just turning and burning. Yeah. So it's a good month for those guys in the 
Christmas tree business. I guess before we go, I'm going to mention this one author. I mentioned it. I can't believe you haven't read him, any of his stuff. I just haven't. I'm familiar with him, but I've never actually sat down and read any of his I'm stuff. I'm going to lend you. You've got it over the holidays. You'll, you'll crack up. So there's a, I got plenty of free time. Yeah, there's, wanna, an, wanna there's an author reading. actually here. Lived in, lived in, North, lived in North Carolina. Yeah, you were in, saying Chapel Hill area? Yeah, that, yeah. That, that area up there. And um, his name's David Sedaris. If anybody out there hasn't read his stuff or looked him up, go ahead and do it. He is absolutely hilarious. He likes to sort of do, well, the one book that I, that just blew me away was dress your, dress your family in corduroy and denim. <laughs> and, you know, his take in, in the funny thing is he's, you know, he's lived in France and he refused to go to the Louvre because it's French, but you can't smoke inside. I mean, he, he does these <laughs> cultural comparisons, right? <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. And I forget which chapter it is. Priceless but artwork, but it's France. I should be allowed to smoke. smoke in here, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> as cynical as I am. Yeah. But, but he, he's brilliant. And I, I was on a, I was on a train in Europe and I'm, I'm th- these four people were looking at me and they were wondering like, what happened to this guy? Cause I'm literally Brandon, I'm crying. I think it was like chapter six or seven or something like that in this book. And he goes into getting in this sort of, not really an argument, but comparison where he is right about, you know, seasons and, and the, the festivities over here. And that the fat guy that lives up in North pole, like how dare you question my culture? And <laughs> the Dutch guy is like, no, yeah. Santa Claus lives in Spain. I mean, I don't, no, <laughs> don't no spoiler spoil alerts here, people, but the, the two people on the train with me, you know, I think I was actually heading to Amsterdam at the time, which is why it was sort of, you know, fitting realized I was reading a book and I was, I was like literally crying. I was laughing that hard. And so this is the, he's a fantastic author. So anyhow, folks go out there and find that That's book for, you know, it's always good to, to read a, a lighter book yeah. during the holidays. Yeah. Do that. Or, I've been or doing just research like reading. different Christmas mythologies. Cause they're, oh, they're, they're, yeah. they're so like among Western countries, we all still have very different Oh, extremely like mythology yeah. and legend around St. Nicholas and Santa Claus or what, 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 what so, Yeah. Um, yeah, we won't get into them, but you know, if you're not familiar with Krampus, go check that guy out. And yeah. A few of the others and, you know, learn something, yeah. learn something. That's what we like. Other than, you know, dreidels, not to leave that side of things out, dreidels and menorahs, man, they don't argue about this stuff. They're like, yeah, that's a dreidel. That's a menorah. Yeah. It's, you know, we got our story. We, we, everybody got it right. <laughs> There's some consistency this, this across Santa the Santa stuff there. you people talk. Like it's, this is crazy, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's but, lots of different yeah, kind of versions odd. of that. Yeah. It is. I think just regionally it makes yeah. sense that they all ended up different. I mean, the fact that we have like rain, you know, reindeer that fly. I mean, who, who came up with that? <laughs> <laughs> the flying reindeer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure if you dig dig far enough back, I don't know the answer to that. And that that's going to be my homework yeah. for the week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure out the origin of the flying reindeer. Well, and what treats do you leave them? They got to get hungry. Hookers and blow, man. Hookers and blow. <laughs> like Rudolph, his nose is red because he drinks too much and never sleeps. So. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so much for uh, toys, trees, and trends. There we go. (laughs) Some professional over here on the front. And on that note. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyhow, folks, uh, yeah, we digress. 
Brandon Dyrest, whatever. <laughs> I just made Rudolph a raging alcoholic. I apologize. No, he needed to see his way through the fog, okay? That's what he tells people because he's ashamed of it. Like, oh, he's yeah, working no. on things, trying he's to get better. Things. Yeah, okay. Um. Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, folks, go. <laughs> oh, my. Go find a David Sedaris book if, if you already haven't. And, uh, you know, that's my recommendation because he's, he's great holiday read. And there's a whole, he did a whole actually holiday book, I think, you know, where he, he gets hired as an elf and it's just, he's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. What, so. like the shopping mall? Correct. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, anyway. I'm going to have to read him because we yeah. listen we listened to that, that clip about Christmas and it was, it was rather amusing. So yeah. I will, I will give him a good read over the holidays. Have we left anybody else? Festivus? For the rest of us, rest of us, for the rest of us, yeah, not Seinfeld. We're not doing Seinfeld yeah, yeah, we're not again. Doing we, that. we referenced it once in like a hundred episodes, and I'd like to go a hundred more. Okay, there we go. If we can, all yeah. right, we'll try. <laughs> we'll do our best. All right, I uh, jump off here and uh, till next time. Until next time. Got questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course, find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts.